Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. Do you remember not that long ago, you, me, and one of my poly partners decided that we should all live together in the same house? I do remember that. It's been a little while back, but... But it worked for a number of years. Mm-hmm, it did. Would you recommend it to someone to do that, to move in a poly partner? Um, as long as they've got good communication skills, I think I would recommend it. I think good communication skills are just the tip of the iceberg. This week on Erotic Awakening, moving in, gagging, and sloppy blowjobs. <laughs> Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. We'd like to thank our latest Patreon supporters. Among other perks, Patreon supporters get free Kingstarter cards or a book, as well as audio experts from our book, Living a Mess, and also... Zoom discussions. <laughs> the next one is on August 9th. I'll be sending out that info soon. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. So today on the podcast, uh, we are going to talk about the... Actually, this came in just a couple of days ago from one of our Patreon supporters. Mm-hmm. And they said that uh, they were curious about the situation they have coming up. Uh, they have a... In just a few weeks, they're going to have one of their partners move into their home uh, along with the person who wrote in and their husband. Uh, they say they've never lived with two partners before, and although everybody's excited, there's also some uh, level of nerve-wrackingness to it. The, uh, the husband in this case happens to be monogamous as well as vanilla, but um, so won't be involved in play, won't be involved. It's not like a, it's not a true, it's not a triad from that perspective. Right. But... Um, the new partner's uh, more kink-minded, so that sounds like it's going to be fun. Um, they And this sounds like they're going to start off right. So it says, we plan to have a family meeting once our partner gets settled in and create boundaries and stuff. So that's always always good things. And they just want to know if there was any recommendations or, um, yeah. So we thought we could chime in a little bit. We do have a little bit of experience. Absolutely. Um, we made that decision and, and a little, tiny bit of background when... You and I and uh, my partner at the time, Karen, and Karen had been my partner for a good few years before that. I mean, like five, six, seven. Mm, Four or five, yeah. A significant amount of time, it felt like. Yeah, I think you're right. So it was a very solid relationship at that point. Um, We lived in an apartment. Karen lived in an apartment about less than a mile away. Uh, Economically, it made sense. Uh, from a financial perspective, you know, we wanted to get back to owning a house instead of an apartment. So the, logistically, it made a lot of sense. And we found the Unicorn Poly house in that they, it wasn't a duplex per se. It was a house with a mother-in-law suite, but the mother-in-law suite was as big as the house. So just a different layout. So me and Karen were able to have our separate kitchen sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we didn't have to share a lot of common space. There was some shared common space, but not a lot. So it was a little bit different than how some people do it. But um, I think we still had some of the same challenges. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the, the first things that I would recommend is that you, as you're getting ready, now what you've what our, our listener wrote in and said that they're going to have a... Um, a family meeting once the new person gets moved in and settled, mm-hmm. I would recommend the family meeting happen before that to make right. sure that everyone understands, here's the expectations I have. I am not opposed to writing down some of these expectations Absolutely. just so that everybody is clear. Um, 
And a lot of stuff you're not going to know about it until it comes up, right? A good example for us, we had a common room and we had a, a mantle over a fireplace. And one mm-hmm. day Karen said, you know what, instead of having this up there, I'm going to take this down and go put this up there instead. But it was our thing or my thing or your mm-hmm. thing. It was <laughs> Right. And it, and it felt like we and we had to come back later and say, you know what, from now on, that's going to be this room, that mantle. That's going to be on the list of things we all decide what mm-hmm. goes up and what comes down. So the trick is to have those. Now, what we did was the weekly meeting. So first recommendation, have that weekly, second, right, second. First one, (laughs) sit together beforehand, talk about expectations a little bit. But also, we had a weekly sit-down, get-together meeting. Now, part of that is because you and I are incredibly busy people, or at least we were busy. Mm -hmm. And we had a dog that had to be cared for, and Karen had other partners and other things going on. So a lot of our sitting down weekly was about the calendar. Who's going to be home on Saturday to let the dog out? Right. That sort of thing. But also just some some very basic logistics um, and the opportunity that this is. And what we did was we made that hour where we had that meeting kind of this safe space to say, you know, anything you want to bring up, just bring it up. You're allowed to say or think or express anything you want here. This is the little safe space to have those conversations. We also did... For a long time, I think the expectation was going into it. We, one of the things we made clear is this expectation that before moving into this house together, uh, I spent every Wednesday night with Karen. And after we moved in together, I spent every night with, every night with Karen, every Wednesday night with Karen, right? We were cautious to make sure that that was an expectation that, oh, well, now that you live with me, I guess I get to, I get to sleep with you every other night, Right. Or every third night or whatever. Nope. That part never changed. We said when we move in, all that stuff, if your date night is every Thursday, then your date night's still every Thursday. Keep all that stuff static. We did watch movies together sometimes. We had meals together sometimes. More often than not. Yeah, very often. Much very more often, often than when we lived apart. Uh, oh, absolutely. Much more often. But it was never... It got to be... Uh, it was tricky because it became an assumption... It became close to having an assumption that we were going to start having meals together all the time. Mm -hmm. And then when somebody planned a meal by themselves, somebody else might feel left out. So that's something else that you just have to think about as you move. You know, if you're going to start building patterns of, oh, it's 6 p.m., partner one is going to cook dinner, partner two and three are going to eat dinner all together. If that goes that way for three days in a row, if it starts to become kind of a pattern, Make sure that people either have the expectation that it's going to happen or that they're not going to have the expectation that it's not going to happen. Absolutely. So, and um, keep in mind that emotions can be unpredictable. So there was some stuff going into this move in together thing that I thought I was going to have a problem with and then didn't. And then other things like that little thing on the mantle totally blew my mind. You know, why is she moving my thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) sort of thing. And that that really took me by surprise. And then I was like, well, I shouldn't be having this problem, but I was having this problem. So we absolutely had to sit and talk about it. Mm -hmm. So because otherwise she wouldn't have known that I'd had the problem, would have done it again. And then it just would have built up and built up until it was an explosion. And our thought was to be as proactive as possible right. to keep explosions from happening because we're living in the same house. You don't want to have arguments and, you know, and, and yeah, everybody does things differently, but that is what worked for us. And the boundaries of um, if Karen went to come to, to 
our side or if I went to go on the other side, I always let her know I was coming through or, Mm -hmm. you know, she would just knock on the uh, adjoining door, which was always open. Right. You know, she would just knock and say, you know, hey, I need to whatever, do the chemicals for the hot tub or whatever, you know, and she would come through and get them. But one of the things you'll want to look at is finances. Mm -hmm. If it's a situation now, if it's a situation where my boyfriend is going to move in for a couple of months and he's going to toss in $80 a week towards food. Great. That's the extent of it. Mm-hmm. If it's a situation a little more complex than that, like with you, me, and Karen, the hot tub is a good example of we, as a joint venture between the three of us, made a financial commitment to buy a hot tub. Right. Whose side of the, you know, who's going to pay for the electric and the water and the chemicals to keep it going? Uh, all that, you know. Who's cleaning it out? Well, that's not financial, but who's cleaning it out? Who's doing right. the, the water testing? Who's doing, you know, that's a, yeah. that's a big thing. That was bigger than the puppy. And they tell us that, <laughs> well, that puppy took a lot of care too. Yeah. Um, actually, I ended up picking all the dog poop up. Huh. Anyway. Um, I stayed up with her when she was a puppy puppy. <laughs> they Poor tell Ginger. me that most uh, divorces, like, more than half divorces in the United States at least happen because of some financial reason, right? Mm-hmm. So make sure that that's not part of your big deal. Have those tools to communicate, right? I just noticed a copy of the polyamory toolkit now the corner of my eye. And I don't mean this to be self-publishing or self-promoting. I'll do that later. Because there's some <laughs> really good communication yeah. tools in there. It gives you the opportunity to say, to have a variety of ways to say something. If you find that um, uh, one of your partners is never doing laundry and your expectation is that they do laundry and you're not sure how to have that conversation, it gives you a couple different ways to approach those challenging conversations or conversations that you think are challenging. A lot of it is that, like you started off by saying, it's basic communication junk, right? Mm-hmm. Don't assume anyone knows anything. Not um, everybody does things the way you do things. Mm-hmm. So what you think is common sense, there's really no such thing as common sense. Everybody's got their own filters, their own stories, their own way they were raised, their own expectations. You know, you've got your introverts, your extroverts, your... Oh, what's the other word? Introverts, ambivert. extroverts, ambivert. But there's another thing that's, oh, internal processors, external processors. You know, it, all those things affect how communication's done and and what people's expectations are. So, yeah, I, agreed. If you may ha- have the thought that everything's going to be 50-50 and the other person's like, nah, garbage is a guy's job. Right. It's just, you, you, you just need to talk. And it can be hard, especially if you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. Right, right. And the last one that comes to my mind, specific to this situation, where you've got one um, coupling that they are kinky-minded and the other coupling is not. Mm -hmm. If you are all living together, then the chances are that you're going to be sharing the space in some semblance of that you're having sex in. Right. Right. That's tricky on a number of levels. I I will just say for myself, when Dawn has sex with another person, I know Dawn has sex with another person. I know the person's (laughs) name. I I hang out with the other person on occasion. I know that it happens. I know what kind of sex they have because I listen to my own podcast and Dawn keeps telling me about it. (laughs) There's never a situation, though, where I want it to happen in the room next to me to a point that I can hear it. Right. I'm with you on that one. 
And it's not a matter of me thinking, oh, how rude of them or anything. It doesn't matter what I think about it. It is uncomfortable for me. I would prefer it not to happen. So that is some of the logistics you're going to have to work out as well, right? Um, if a partner doesn't want to hear that, then what steps do you have to take? And it's not up to, and man, you don't want to say, oh, partner, me and partner one, me and partner two are going to have sex. And I know we all live in the same house together. So can you go out? Can you go hit Blockbuster and go rent some movies? Which, I volunteer to go out. I don't want to be told. <laughs> I'm curious if anybody's going to write in and say, Blockbuster, what's that? Okay. <laughs> we did see a family video the other day in a yeah. back that country town. So, but yeah, you got to figure out how that's going to be done, right? Because I'm, I'm with Dan. I don't want to, and it's really funny and you have to really get to know yourself, mm -hmm. right? In that I know if you and I are hooking up with somebody or if you're hooking up with somebody with the intent of me watching, that's something different right, than right. you having sex with your partner. That's what I don't want to hear in the next room. And I don't know that it makes sense. It might make sense to some, not to others, whatever. But yeah, it's a limit that you and I have. And we had to be able to express that. Luckily, bedrooms were on opposite sides of the house. So yeah. we, we didn't really have a, a, um, an issue with that. But yeah, if I have someone over, you'd prefer to be out of the house. Mm -hmm. So and vice versa. So you're going to have to figure it out with um, vanilla husband, vanilla monogamous husband. And going into it, knowing he's vanilla monogamous, you might have to, some people are going to tell you, well, his emotions, you know, don't worry about it. You're all supposed to be Adults individuals. Yeah. There's a word for it. I forget. Autonomous. Mm -hmm. Right. But it may be that you're putting him hmm, in a situation that he's not really going to be comfortable with. Right. So you guys will need to, to talk about that and give some slack to him as he's letting someone else move into his house. Sure. I sure. mean, I don't know how else to explain it because I know some people are, are going to blow up over the idea of me saying, you know, that uh, give him some slack. But he's giving it a try, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and so, again, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a give and take. Why not let it be a give and take situation? Mm -hmm. Why not let it be a sharing situation instead of a... And I get that's where you're coming from, right? This, uh, well, I'm I'm an autonomous individual. I'm putting my foot down. You'll have to do what you want, or, you know, or suck it. Right. Um, the alternative way to do that is to be generous and work together as a team. As a team, yeah. right? And that's that is the idea as a team. So, and in uh, in this situation, there's actually a couple of teams going on, correct? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you got to figure out how that works as well. But it is doable. We know people that have done it. We've done it. So, and you've got here, the person that wrote in says it's also a temporary situation. So That's what they think now. That's what I was thinking the same thing. That's what they think now. So, you know, it could shift as things shift. And one more, one more piece of advice we have on this that came from an anonymous source, because I happened to tell somebody, hey, guess what I'm talking about tonight? And they said, well, here's what I would say, but I want to be anonymous. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It's not a good idea unless your current relationship is already solid and long-term. Uh, and if the metamors that are going to be involved are reluctant, then you should probably thoroughly address that before the move as well. So, so yep. And I, I agree and then kind of disagree too, because some people say, oh, you have to be totally solid in not being jealous before you can be poly. And right. I don't agree with that either. You are who you are. You may not even know you're going to get jealous. Oh, you may not even know there's a little crack in your 
in your original relationship mm-hmm. until you move somebody in. So, so I kind of get it, but it, things happen. Yeah. So, and be prepared for things to happen. <laughs> and it could be totally fantastic, right? I'm not saying to expect there to be problems, but be prepared and proactive and, but don't expect problems, if that makes sense. Uh, that reminds me of fly casual. Fly casual? Yeah. Uh-oh. Are we trying to remember words that we don't remember? No, it's from that. It's from the third Star Wars. Or it's actually, I guess it's movie six, four, four five, five, six. six. Yes. Harrison Ford said to the Wookiee something like, um, don't act suspicious. Fly casual. Fly casual. I'm not... <laughs> oh, I do remember that. Okay, anyway. Speaking of flying casual, speaking of um, terrible segues, Dawn, we have kinky uh, question, quinky li- our kinky list. Uh, do we now? Yes. Um, this one's actually going pretty well. Yeah, this one's been fun to talk about. This first one, I have a feeling I know how you're going to answer. Okay. It is one of the very, very, very first kinks that I came across. And when we started to hang out with real-life kinky people. Okay, one of one who just contacted me on FET after so long that I told you about? Maybe, but it's not the one you're thinking of. Okay. No, it was at their party, though, that it was brought oh, up to my attention. Okay, okay. How do you feel about forced smoking? Forced smoking. Hmm. I'm not into it, but I do like the domination part. So I'm kind of confused. It's like, oh, part of me's thrilled about being forced to do something. Mm-hmm. And the other part of me's like, yeah, but smoking's bad for you. Why would I want to be forced to be doing something that's bad for you? Yeah, the the way I ran into it was not forced smoking like slaves smoke this cigarette. Yeah. It was um I it was a dominatrix blowing smoke in somebody's face. And then we got secondhand smoke, so that's yeah, bad too. That's... So yeah, so I've got part of my body going, ooh, made to do something that's kind of like edgy for me, right? Sure, sure. Because it's it's dangerous per se. It's unhealthy. And then the other part of me is like, it's unhealthy. Why would I want to be with someone that's making me do something that's unhealthy for me? That would be a super weird, in my view, dom thing to do. To say, yeah. I'm going to smoke, I'm going to force you to smoke 10 cigarettes today and then a week later, or a month later, I don't know, 20 right. cigarettes, a pack of cigarettes. Ugh. And then, as a reflection of my domination, now that you are uh, addicted, addicted to nicotine, I'm going to force you to smoke four cigarettes a day. Ugh. You know? Kind of yeah. weird. See, I don't really like that one, because if someone isn't taking care of me, you know, if they're not going to take care of me in that way, then how else are they not taking care of me, if that makes sense? Sure. So, yeah. So, a little thrill being made to do something, and then, yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> How about gags? And the list of gags here, for our list, by the way, uh, cloth gags, hollow gags, inflatable gags, phallic gags, rings, rubber balls, and tape. I'm just putting them all together. Just putting them all together. Yeah, gags. Um, I actually, when I play with people, I actually tell them no gags. And part of that's because of my dental work. So between the claustrophobia and the dental work, I'm not into gags. So especially if I can't breathe and especially if crying's involved, because Mm -hmm. then that's just really claustrophobic. I know some people use like the the little itty bitty wiffle ball, golf ball size wiffle ball so that you can still breathe through it. If it was plastic, I might try that. 
But yeah, with my dental work, I've, I've got no interest in trying gags. There has only been a few occasions where I've played with gags with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we did way back near the beginning, but I'm not sure. But anyway, go ahead. That was a long time ago. In a land far, far away. <laughs> <laughs> We've been watching Star Wars. <laughs> I know, and then you had a when you orgasm that night, you went oh <laughs> no, I didn't. oh man, that was the worst Wookiee I've ever done. Um, I dig playing with people that dig gags. Even the whole um, drooling around it can be mm-hmm. hot. That mm-hmm. kind of thing. The trick is because I don't have a concept of being gagged. I have to be convinced that the person I'm playing with digs gags, mm-hmm. right? And because I have two separate occasions, I've gotten indicators from somebody that they would like to have a gag or play with gags. And both times after trying it, they're like, I'm not really into gags, but it was okay. And I was like, because that, that just bothers the fuck out of me. That, right. That they put up with it. Yeah. Instead of enjoying right. it. Unless I wanted them to put up with it because I wanted them to put up with it. That's a different deal. Right. I have a particularly um, <clears throat> talkative human being in my life right now. Um, not Cat, by the way, in case you're listening. <laughs> well, then again. Hmm. I don't think you, I don't think she'd let you try it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hmm. Probably not. And I can't get you because your mouth doesn't like it. Yeah, unfortunately, because I do like the whole deprivation of senses and being overpowered and things like that. And a gag is definitely part of that. I like to watch people be gagged. I like mm-hmm. to watch the drool. I like to watch all of that. But yeah, I'd be so freaked out of, uh oh, what if I clamp too hard? Is it going to break this, break that? What if I start drooling and can't breathe? Right. <laughs> I think yours is about breathing, though. I think that kind of taps into the le- uh, yeah, but I have broken some of yeah, my dental work yeah. before, so that's kind of, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that just fucking sounds expensive. It was. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, finally, Dawn, number three, how do you feel about, and this is kind of related, gagging, blowjobs. Mm, I love blowjobs. Gagging blowjobs, specifically. I love gagging blowjobs, so that's not going to break my dental work. <laughs> And it does choke me, and it does affect breathing, and it does involve slobber, and it does involve all of that. And I like to slobber and cry, and yeah. <laughs> Although you do get a good gagging blowjob, if I wanted you to get better at it, I'd send you over to Kink Academy. If I went over to Kink Academy, I can find how to give a sloppy blowjob like a pro. Uh, the Art of Deep Throating and Gagging and Going Deep Early Practice. How to get there. Nice. Uh, including another video. And, you know, we see, you could say, well, I can go get these instructional videos out on YouTube or something. I'm looking at this uh, Ultimate Felicio Deep Throating and Sloppy Blowjob. No, this is not something they allow on YouTube. This is a very, <laughs> I mean, and, and you and I have been to more than one deep throating class mm-hmm. where, the person practices, shows the, you know, they demonstrate deep throating, but they demonstrate it on a, on a dildo. Right. Which is fine. It'll give you some of ideas, but there's a difference between that and a human body. Absolutely. If you want to see the human body, head over to the kinkacademy.com. Especially if they're having their hair grabbed and they're being forced, face fucked. Uh, I'm forced? Seeing, 
forced face fucked. I'm <laughs> seeing some of that. And uh, do they have runny eye makeup? I'm not going to keep looking at it. I'm going to do a podcast instead. So other than that, Dawn, um, that does take us to the... Uh, oh, by the way, before we go any further, I want to mention uh, what a great tan you've got. Oh, thank you. You mean the 12 inches on my arm from my elbow <laughs> to my wrist? I have a beautiful tan. Look at that. And then I lift up my shirt sleeve and I have pale shoulders and pale hands. So... Thank you, motorcycle. Yes, you and I. <laughs> they have farmer's tans. This is a motorcycle tan because you wear gloves as well. <laughs> Friday, we went out with Beric and Sheba. Mm-hmm. Saturday, we went to... Granddaughter's Granddaughter's birthday. birthday party, which is in another city. And then Sunday, we went took a different ride all together. Oh, long, long, long ride. Southern Ohio. Yep. And uh, overall, we just have a ton of suntan and uh, maybe a little sore butt. I got sore butt. Oh, I got a sore shoulder from almost dropping that poor bike. Woke up with a Charlie horse this morning. Oh, my God. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. So, oh, God, holy Lord, yeah. cow. Man, I had to climb out of bed with that Charlie horse. The dog was in my way. I'm like, I'm just going to fall on you. So, whole inner thigh. I bet you that was from catching my bike. Yep. So, that's that's as close as I've come to dropping a bike without dropping it. I've only dropped it once. And, uh, yeah, that, that's literally losing the bike. So that it falls sideways and you have to hold it up. If so, you are in the central Ohio area and like to join us on a motorcycle ride, the Adventures in Sexuality bike ride is coming up first weekend in August, August, August 8th. 8th, 8th, 9th. Yep. Head over to the FetLife and do a search for Adventures in Sexuality. You'll be able to find the... Um, I am looking it up AIS right now. bike ride. Or you can just on find the, 8th. Yep. the Dan and Dawn account on FetLife and find out the events that were RSVP'd to, and you'll see this, see it there. Exactly. Is there actually their 10th annual? Oh. Yeah. Been doing it for Dime. a long time. So, and um, it's they've been out scoping for the perfect roads to ride, and, and they've uh, scoped out about 130 miles. And social distancing on the bikes. Yeah. I was going to say, um, it's... It's a great activity you can do with other people without it being, and still have it. And if you're following me you on a motorcycle, keep the six-foot distance. Mm-hmm. I don't exactly. need anybody riding up my ass. Exactly. Exactly. So, well, we've got some more uh, tentacles. Did you get any food on boobs? Maybe. 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 Okay. All right. So I've actually got some old timers. Sorry to call you old timers, but you have been around for a while that sent me more links to um, tentacles. So we've got Chip the Tentacle Guy. So he sent me a list of them. So it was tattoos. It was a steampunk item that goes out on your porch, like cast iron. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that was really pretty. Um, and then something that isn't tentacles, but is on the lines of what we were just talking about. It's a face mask, as in a COVID face mask, mm-hmm. but it's of a girl with a ball gag in. Mm. So if you wear it, it looks like you're wearing the ball gag. <laughs> I like that. I may have to get that. That's my style. <laughs> and then Void George, so he's back and sent me a picture of a red tentacle chandelier that was in somebody's man cave. So that was kind of cool as well. And then a new person, Draven. So I think he sent this through Instagram. And it's called a Disco Pussy Chandelier in Vegas. So on Fremont Street in Vegas, I love Fremont Street, they have a new club that's open called Disco Pussy, and it's got a huge chandelier over the bar, so that's kind of cool. 
Um, and then we get back to a old timer, so to speak, uh, Ohio yep, yep. Hedgehog, back sending in, sending in the, um, and I had to go look this up. The Seattle Kraken is a new NHL team. Yep, new yep. hockey team. So he was showing me their logo, and it's like a tentacle in the shape of an S. Yeah, Seattle Kraken. That is a. I, I think I will be a fan of this team just because I really dig I the think colors. So too. <laughs> I dig their little motto: "Release the Kraken." Right? It looks like that. Like, okay. I, I might have to look into it. I'm not much into hockey. What, what but sport is that? Hockey. Hockey. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Might have to check that out. I think I've been to one hockey game in my life, and that was OSU. Yeah, and I, it was fun to watch the OSU hockey game, uh-huh. but we didn't have to take it real seriously because it was really cheap. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so I've never been to a Blue Jackets one. Columbus has the, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yep. So I've never been to one of those, but people like it. And then Peachy sent us a picture. She's one of our uh, Patreon supporters, and she sent us a t- – was it her new tattoo? She yes, said it was I, her I think new it was tattoo. her new tattoo, yeah. I think so, and it's half human, half octopus. So <clears throat> the bottom half is octopus, and then the top half is a beautiful woman. So – it's really that is cool. a super cool tattoo. It's done in black and white, and yeah, that's that's pretty neat. And then uh, just before the show, um, and Swami via the Instagram sent us some uh, a row of healing crystals up on a window, but they all kind of look like dildos to me, and, and nice. to them as well. And then uh, Basonos sent a literal octopus on a literally nearly naked body. So you have your tentacles, and you got your. Maybe food on boobs. I mean, you can eat octopus. I know that you're not a big fan of the literal octopuses on literal bodies no, so much. No, I think much. they're cute. I'm more into the uh, take me monster aspect of the tentacles. <laughs> so awesome, awesome. Well, I have been trying to remember to post on Instagram. So you can find us on Instagram and see the picture of the day as Erotic Awakening. I don't remember what the last one was. It could have been us on the motorcycles again. I was just going to say, I think it was probably. That's probably what we've been doing. If not, lately. it will be because I'll add it later tonight. <laughs> Good. So, and then um, no new subscribers to the newsletter this week, but that's okay. You can get your EA shout out. Head over to eroticawakening.com and you'll find a link to the EA newsletter. I will actually be sending out a newsletter again soon if I haven't already. I need to double check, make sure I haven't already done this. But we are running a summer sale right now. So our products, the Living a Mess book, $14.99, the Kinkstarters, $14.99. We're also um, got permission to do Bat's book. Mm -hmm. So Kame Bat's book, The Collar, is also on our website. It's $14.99. And I just got a new shipment in of our Polly t-shirts, and they are $18.99. So head over to eroticawakening.com, click the button for Buy Dan and Dawn, and get your stuff on sale. (laughs) I like the music. Take a moment to... (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were getting ready to try to rap to it. I was getting ready to try to rap to it. Then two words in, I realized that's a really bad idea. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcast. Hey, hey, you know, listeners, you guys hear this shit all the time. But do, do us a favor. Head on over to these places like Apple Podcast or uh, Spotify. Rate the podcast. Really helps out. Helps people find it. Indeed. Or tell your friends. That's good, too. I like that whip sound. It's been a long time. I need a whip. 
If you like what we're doing, head on over to patreon.com erotic awakening and take a look at the options like discounted stuff, extra, extra content, content, and, and more. <laughs> Our next Zoom meeting, as we said, is August 9th at 4 p.m. Eastern. Info going out to Patreon supporters soon. We don't normally get into the, we don't the bass drum. We don't usually get into the this. bass uh, line. Nice. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dom.